Welcome back guys. So um, today we're going to try something a little bit different with the introduction. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to be doing a little segment. So what are we doing today, Hamda? Today we've chosen um, a fact or fiction. So essentially what it is, Tanya's got three headlines that she's going to be... Wait, so we've got three headlines each and we're going to mm-hmm. each say if it's fact. Or fiction. Some of them are going to be real and some of them are going to be fakes, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Or maybe they're all real. Maybe they're all fake. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, why don't you start? You start with one and I go one and then she'll do it like that. My first one is the increase in travel and hybrid work is making it harder to poop. <laughs> <laughs> is that true or false? And is that actually a headline? Okay, wait, wait, wait. The increase in what? Travel. In travel and hybrid work is making it harder to poop. I think that's true. <laughs> you think that's a real headline? I think so. It is true. It <laughs> yeah. is. Yeah. Interesting. But mm-hmm. why? What's the context behind that? Like, how? I don't know. They're just Anxiety? saying that now people are um, overusing laxatives. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, okay, my one... Uh, okay, <laughs> this is funny. A university banned the use of capital letters to avoid scaring students. What? Is that a real thing? It has to be fake. Okay. I feel like it's so weird. Is, is it fake? So the use of capital letters, but like only like full of caps. Yeah, it just feels so bizarre that it feels fake. But then but like, you're, so allowed to, you're allowed to use capital letters at the beginning of a sentence. That's like a grammar 101 but yeah not full caps like urgent exclamation mark maybe that makes sense like if teachers are grading and stuff mm. then caps you're like what did i do wrong yeah um i'm gonna say it's fake though ding 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 it's fake and at the background it says some real guidance given by a university was misreported to seem more dramatic so I think they did actually, like, say, oh, you know, don't scare the students. <laughs> That's so mm. strange. Anyways, um, here we go. My next one is Florida man <laughs> <laughs> is seen in a human-sized hamster wheel in the ocean. Flor- Whoa. Trying to cross the ocean. Yeah. That is definitely fake because you switched that up. <laughs> actually true it happened three days ago three days ago you can't doubt these florida men and their abilities you actually cannot super super humans that's so crazy okay the thing is i actually have a couple because i just went to this one website um so i'm trying to see which one's okay spinach is taught how to send emails fake it's real i don't know how there's not much context to it it says this viral story seems too good to be true but was reported by trustworthy news sources like the telegraph and huffington post and this is on the guardian i feel like huffington post sounds like a fake that sounds like a harry Harry potter Potter. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, what is again? Okay, go on. Another Florida man one. Florida man. Yeah. There's a live ostrich through a drive-through window. Florida man throws a large ostrich through a drive-through. A live, live ostrich. Live, live. Yeah. That's got to be fake. How can an ostrich fit fit through windows? (laughs) (laughs) That is fake. It's actually the actual headline is Florida man through a live gator. Oh, but we don't know what that is. Alligator. Oh, oh, I thought there was another like American word for ostrich. (laughs) (laughs) No, you do a large live gator. Through a window, a drive-through window, and that's real. Yeah, I just changed up the animal because I was like, Whoa. the hamster wheel one, like it clearly sounds fake. So yeah. you're gonna think if I say the most outrageous thing, it's still real. I'm such that is so crazy. Wait, did I do my three then? Already? I think you have, no, you have one more left because okay. I went first. Okay, school bans parents from sports day for bad behavior. I want to say fake because you're trying to sell it. Really? Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Um, it is true. Why would they ban the parents? But I'm gonna say true. Ding, ding, ding! It's true. <laughs> it says this is real. A school banned parents from attending sports day after becoming too competitive and threatening staff. That's so parents. Crazy. Yeah. The like, threatening staff. Yeah. As in, like, oh no, I want it. Like. Give me the medal or whatever. Crazy. Anyway, guys, that was the new segment. I don't know who got more. I know, we didn't actually count up. But, um, yeah, okay, now we're just going to move on. We're interrupting this episode to remind you guys to please leave a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Pod because we frequently post new content there. We really appreciate your continued support and we hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. So today's topic is going to be success in Islam. So we're just basically going to speak about what it really means to us, what it means in Islam or how we kind of, not how we interpret it, but yeah, basically just bringing evidences from the Quran and kind of just discussing where or what society thinks about it. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about success, what we believe the definition of success is, and then we're just going to talk about what it it means in the West, what it means in Islam, and how we can kind of move forward um, and kind of take benefits from what we've learned today. Yeah, so we'll start off with at the beginning, what do we believe success is? Tanya, do you want to start? Um, Sure, so what I believe success is for me... Um, I think I do still have a very Western idea of success. Um, yeah, I think when I visualise my ideal life, it is more like chasing Western goals, such as like having a nice house and stuff like that. Um, but I also try to... Um, have more Islamic ideas of success like obviously I think that if you're close to Allah then that is success in itself Islamically Um, and so yeah just implementing Islamic thoughts and practices constantly throughout the day and not just doing the five times Mm -hmm. in the day Um, just kind of doing a bit more 
than what is like expected yeah so I feel like to me success is the same if not yeah exactly the same as happiness so people deem success as an end goal the same way people think being happy is the end goal um so I think like Tanya said I think prior I used to have that like idea where okay being successful means you know hitting those like big goals um whether it's to do with education academic validation whether it's to do with uh money or like like whatever school ever I don't know there's there's only really school or money at this point in our lives but um yeah that's really all I thought success was but then as I kind of I wouldn't say get got older but I would say as I matured I realized success is honestly based on like to have a successful day is not if I've been quote unquote productive in terms of my goals but it's have I been productive in pleasing a lot in that day have I done like you said not just what is expected like five prayers and you know, reading some Quran and connecting to Allah on some level in the day, but going that extra mile, whether it's praying Sunnah prayers, whether it's really pondering over what I'm reading and not just reading the translation, but okay, if I'm reading a verse, am I acting upon that verse? Um, so really just taking everything into action. Um, but then again, I feel like, again, in every type of journey or whatever you want to do there also shouldn't be that pressure to to have perfection Mm -hmm. so um what would you talk like in terms of pressure to be successful whether it's the islamic um perspective or just a regular yeah what do you think about that like pressure or like in terms of pressure to be productive all the time do you mean like in the west yeah yeah like yeah is there that pressure do you feel have you ever felt pressure to be like constantly doing something and making the most of every single second in your day whether it's like you know like school or like Islamic um I guess slightly because at the age we're at there's like a lot of people like western people a lot of them move out mm-hmm. for like uni and stuff I feel like that's not very common in like Muslim households or like ethnic households like if you think about it the people around or the people in school with nobody really moved out exactly like I feel like it's just a very kind of non-muslim thing yeah um but I feel like maybe that is I don't know if it's pressure but it's kind of like this thing that maybe you're one step behind in terms of like independence stuff like that yeah but I think yeah that's just like the west and the idea of success is just over like independence because I think it's that um individuality Mm -hmm. or individualism that they have yeah but I was thinking more in terms of like in the day you see how there's I I don't know if it's trending now but like those vlogs where it's like making like starting your day at 5am or like I've seen recently you know how people like that work in office is like nine to five mm-hmm. and it's and it's like my seven to nine before my nine to five mm-hmm. so it's like if you're not making every second count in your day then you're wasting your time then you're not going to be as successful as you need to be um 
I think that really definitely affects like our generation a lot um because it's just like it's just like the rat race right it's like you're constantly like seeking the next big thing once you get it you don't take time to sit down and be like okay I've done this you know pat yourself on the back like appreciate where you are we're constantly Mm -hmm. thinking okay what's next what's next what's next and you kind of lose sight of what really is important um so yeah so guys we just spoke about this that was just the introduction so we're gonna delve deeper into what actually success is in the west so i'm gonna ask hamdal what are the common signs of success in the modern world um what what do you think okay to start okay First of all, just a disclaimer, sometimes we do say the Western world and we only mean the non-Muslims, but this mm-hmm. also, I feel like this includes the Muslims as well, because we're part of the Western world, whether we like it or not, we were born and raised here. In terms of, so yeah, that's what I'm saying, this is both Muslims and non-Muslims, I don't think there's much mm-hmm. difference, but um, I would say the first sign of success, quote-unquote success, is if you, have, if you go uni, like from year 13, and you getting your results and going to uni, that's like that first sign of success. But we need to dig deep in on this because we both went uni. I've graduated, you're almost graduating. And I personally would not deem that as like a, a sign of success because as we know in our religion, interest is haram. Mm-hmm. To go to uni, unless you've got 10K ready to just, you know, pass to your you know, the head of whatever, the university people, you, nobody, nobody's not going to take that haram route to go to uni. And even though people say, yeah, difference of opinion, I mean, so there's some things in Islam where it's black and white and interest is very black and white. It's completely, it's one of the major sins in Islam. So ultimately what I'm trying to say is like the big thing in I think even more in the Muslim community don't you think like in the Muslim community if you don't go to uni it's like you're already on the path of like un, like unsuccess not unsuccess but like on your way to like ruining your future kind yeah, of thing that's true they take education very seriously not even education because I think apprenticeship is still education right but it's not that's true but no one would rate you as much as uni Exactly. Like, I remember this girl on, you know, that school, Brampton Manor? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so recently. Yeah, good GCSEs, isn't it? Yeah, good GCSEs and, and A-levels as well. So the other, obviously, the A-levels results day was not that long ago. And a girl got, like, I think three A-stars. And she got a placement, or she got an apprenticeship at PYC. Anyways, it was a really big, big, um, I think, firm law firm and everyone mm-hmm. was like now everyone's starting to like like understand that like everyone's bigging her up and saying she's smart because she's going to she's going to do that for however long then she can go uni anytime she wants but she'll have her money that's true so i mean before the other like her classmates graduate so i guess what i'm saying that is one sign of success in the western world that is actually really really bad in like islam um yeah what do you think what other things are there this is gonna be so off topic i just have to tell you yeah um 
the our, our podcast don't need to be rigid. Like, you know, we can just... <laughs> <laughs> no, but you were saying, like, about the interest in student loans. But apparently, actually, um, the government's introducing a Sharia-compliant student loan. Oh, I did see that. So in 2025, there'll be, like, no interest on the loans if you apply for that one. But you know what I saw as well? Like, I saw that, like, it was trending, and then the people who kind of, like, help, like, basically bring it to the government, they said the government kind of fell through, or they basically made promises that they weren't, they didn't keep. Because I think they started this ages ago, and they wanted to do it for, like, now kind of thing, like, 2023, Mm -hmm. 2024. But that is something that, honestly, would be so helpful, because it's such a big thing in our religion, so why can't they just... I don't know, make it more accessible for us by just not making it interesting. I feel, I feel like interest got the country on a chokehold, or the whole economy. Like, yeah, the whole world. Because it's like, yeah. you can't buy a car, you can't buy a house, you you can't own anything, basically, without interest. Honestly, yeah, even your bank account, you just get interest on in it. Yeah. That's crazy, man. <laughs> um, but what else would you say? The common signs of success, I think, I'm going to say fame and like mm. internet fame mm, that's a good one i feel like now like needing to have followers needing to like i don't know be tiktok famous all that stuff like i think that is what many people deem as successful in this world now mm, that is so true yeah i wouldn't necessarily say that i see that as success but I think that, yeah, it's just very common for kids nowadays to want to grow their follower from followings from a really, really, really young age. And they put a lot of, um, like, weight on people who have bigger followings and all that stuff. And really, it does not mean anything. They just make videos from the bedroom and like well done you feel confident enough to do that but yeah I don't think I don't think that is a true sign of success but it is something that is seen as successful in the modern world I mean the western world yeah I definitely agree yeah it's actually very common like I said not just the non-muslims like you see a lot of people even when TikTok started getting bigger like when we was I think sixth form um it's like everyone wants to get tiktok famous even if it's like for good like people spring that on tiktok but then i don't know like for example you wouldn't go to a nightclub and spread dawa in a nightclub because you're bringing yourself more thinner so why would you go on a music app and spread that so it's like there's a thing where people think fame no matter what like is the goal like getting big regardless of the obstacles that it brings is the goal um which obviously no mm-hmm. um i think that kind of links with social status because i sort like you've made a note here um i think yeah famous social status like it's crazy because back in the day um the people around the prophet Salam, literally they would they would let's say quote unquote be celebrities because of of the good they've done right all the mm-hmm. books they've written and they would pray not to be known because they know that could a little bit of that could get to their head um 
and it's crazy the opposite is literally polar opposites because people now will i've seen like people admit to messaging brands and saying i'll do this for free just to get my engagement up i'll, I'll do this for free then so then that can kind of put them in put their foot in the door whatever you say so yeah. then a couple of years time people are paying them but it's it's very it's very different to how we should be and uh this is very different to how we should be and where we are now as a society um mm-hmm. but okay do, do, do. in terms of like the media i think we spoke about this a little bit because social media and the media is basically the same um yeah. do you believe they shape these definitions of success and let's just like put into one are there any positives because we spoke about a lot of the negatives do you think there are positives in the idea of success that the western push? um i think you mentioned it about how um the west kind of pushes that productivity mindset as you said the seven to nine before you're nine to five um and i think social media does push that definition of success I don't think, because like I don't really have social media anymore, I don't use it much, so I don't see that that false positivity, or that toxic positivity, as they say. Um, but yeah, I think the media does shape, sorry, the media does define how like productive we should be and where we should be in this stage of our lives. Because you might see other people who are like our age, are just doing I don't say much more than us but they just have like yeah they just are in a different stage in their life that maybe people who aren't on social media are not in that makes sense the positive with like that whole like productivity movement is the fact that it does get you going like it gets you that it gives you motivation let's be honest it gives me motivation i'm the one like on social media you're not really on social media but um it's just the fact that when it's excessive that's when it gets harmful and toxic because it's like okay now you're making me feel bad for being a human being because you're the Mm -hmm. superhuman um you're the one who's doing way too much and sometimes i do believe it's all fake and they you know when you vlog like i um i'm confessing to it now like sometimes when i do the vlogs and um on instagram mm-hmm. i'll literally do it'll say day in the life but it's like clips from the whole month um or you might like record on a day that you actually have things to do exactly you can pick a day which i think is what they do like they pick a day where they, they know they're going to do a lot more yeah it's not like a regular day in life um mm-hmm. so i think we just need to remember that so it is positive, but you just need to remember those little things. So now we can discuss what it means in a sum. Uh, what would you say the concept of success is within Islam? Um, I think that Islam teaches us to do things for the sake of Allah and also do things with, you know, the after, like after death in mind. Um, and it literally is all about just trying to go heaven, like, and please Allah, like, that is literally the, pretty much the only thing you are on this earth for. Yeah. And so I think the true sign of success 
I mean, like the true concept of success in Islam is to just forget about the dunya, forget about this world and what the world is asking from you and do and focus on only what Allah is asking from you. Which honestly, if you really think about it, it's not a lot. Like it's not even that hard. Mm-hmm, exactly. I think it is. It can be easy. I'm not. I'm not saying it's completely easy, but I think it is quite straightforward. Like, you know, what you have to do from the get go. You're taught it from a young age. And so, if you <laughs> were born, you know, if your parents taught you about Islam, and if you were born Muslim, then you you know that from the beginning. But um, yeah, that's my opinion. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say there was a point where you said it's not that hard, and I remember there was like a lecturer and he was talking about how. Um, following the Quran the Sunnah with obviously the interpretation of the companions is actually really simple only because you're doing as you're told. You're not you're not trying to interpret anything. There's no code. There's no. It's not up to you. So it's like let's be honest. Like following instructions is a lot easier than making something from your own mind or your imagination. So I definitely agree with you when you said that. Um, but obviously, you know, it's not easy, but it's, mm-hmm. it's, it shouldn't be too hard if obviously Allah makes it easy for us. Um, but yeah, so I was, when I was researching this topic, I came across this video called How to Be a Successful Woman, as described in the Quran. And it's by um, a lecturer or a sheikh called Awais al-Hashimi, okay? So... The first thing he mentioned was just a verse from the Quran where it says, Indeed, successful are the believers, those who are humble, submissive in their prayers, and those who turn away from ill and false speech, and those who pay sagat, and those who guard their chastity. Um, and that is Surah Mu'minun, ayahs 1 to 5. And essentially, that ayah, I'm not explaining it, but what it says is, you're fulfilling the things that are expected of you or that you have to do and you're staying away from things that you shouldn't do and you're refraining from the desires and that turn into things that are forbidden um and we're talking too much without much thoughts so that's the false speech so if we really and truly do all of that allah himself said in the quran we are the successful ones like at the beginning i said indeed the successful are the believers who and all of that so it's yeah it's really like there's a like the quran is definitely a blueprint for us um and if we follow that i think that's something that is so reassuring it's like hearing that or like reflecting on that like for example in the morning it's like it's just you just take a deep breath and like oh or not a deep breath but like a sigh of relief because it's like alhamdulillah like allah is not making it so hard for me to be quote-unquote successful in Islam, that you okay in the Western world, you kind of strive for the greatest and the best thing. You try and get the biggest houses, the nicest cars, everything. But in Islam, you kind of have that idea of moderation and balance that you don't need the biggest and best car. You just need maybe something that would do the job, kind of thing. And you should be kind of content with what Allah gives you and and um. Yeah, you don't need the best things in in life because none of it's going to come with you to the grave. I think for me, 
success is also understanding that and living by it. I think it's hard, especially if you grew up in this day and age where you have social media and stuff like that and you just see everyone having these really, really nice things. You know, maybe you'll start to be like, oh, why don't I have that? Or maybe I should work towards getting that. But in reality, you should just focus on Allah and pleasing Allah. You having a nice car is not going to please Allah. It's going to please you, but it's not actually mm. going to in any way benefit you. That is true. Okay. That is really true. And you know what that that like topic of like moderation um, that links to like you know how there's so many people that say like you know why can't I have like the biggest house and the biggest car as long as I'm worshiping Allah as long as I'm being the best Muslim I can be you know obviously it's it's good to be wealthy so you can spend on others. I agree. Obviously, I definitely agree. But it's like it's to keep yourself in check because you never know like when you're going to potentially when these things could affect your heart because everything is like we said in the last episode um is to protect your soul and your your inner self um Mm. because one day yeah you can be living in a mansion and you can be having the biggest car and your like your sound like you have a sound heart and you have a sound mind but the next thing you can be like no i want bigger and better just to do it for the people and then we really said like there's a fine line between um doing things for Allah and then doing things for the sake of the people and that could take you you know out of the you know put you into shirk so Mm -hmm. I think the moderation is very very key and for me if obviously inshallah like you know Allah grants me like wealth and you know like a family and stuff but I always pray for just comfortability and you know being in the best of health and wealth where I can wash Allah to the best of my ability. But I personally wouldn't want to be incredibly, incredibly rich because at the end of the day, the more you have is just more, like that is going to bring you more questions on the day of judgment, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like somebody with that has more things or owns more or has more wealth is going to be questioned more than someone who was poor and just worshipped Allah because yeah obviously there's a, a more that Allah is testing you with um mm-hmm. so I think that was a very important point um so yeah like I said before I feel like all of our episodes kind of link the soul episode the patience episode and this one um which is nice because it just shows that Islam is such a holistic religion um so I made a couple notes on patience um so dun 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 see how that links so i think it's the same like lecture from the previous one that i gave um but essentially saying those who are patient are the most successful ones and then he defined what it means to be patient and how there's three categories so i'll summarize it the first one he said to basically be patient upon obeying allah so sometimes it might be hard to obey allah and doing things that are wajib for you might be hard but there's patience in that and there's reward in that Mm-hmm. And the second one, he said, is staying away from sins. Again, things that your desires lead you to could be hard. And in that that um, difficulty in staying away from those sins, you have to be patient and Allah will reward you. And the last one, he just said, dun, 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 to remain steadfast and be patient in the face of um, trouble, danger, stress or loss. So what we go through, everybody is bound to go through it type a type of not is it affliction is that a word it is yeah 
yes, everyone's going to go through that. We've just spoken about what success in Islam means, and now we're going to be talking about um, some strategies for setting meaningful goals. So, Tanya, do you want to start us off? Um, yeah. So, I think the most important thing to do is to set goals that are in line with our purpose as being, you know, being, wait, what? That's up. Wait. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wrote this down and I was like, okay, anyway. Um, so, I think the main focus for us in this world is to set goals that align with Islamic values and teachings um, because that is our purpose in this world to be good Muslims, praise Allah so I would say um, just always set goals to like if, if you're struggling with prayers or anything like that maybe reading Quran try to read like like you know maybe like most multiple times a week Um. I think it's just kind of being self-aware and identifying what areas you really need to focus on. And I think you just, you just like start small as opposed to listing all these things that you could do better in and then like cutting every single thing out. I feel like then that would be really like challenging on yourself. If you kind of slowly do it and while you're doing you're cutting things out slowly one by one, you're also asking for Allah to make it easy on you. And the whole time you have the intention to, you know, cut everything out eventually. But I personally feel like from experience, if you cut everything out at once, it just becomes a lot harder. I think we mentioned this quite a few times before, but setting intentions, um, like whatever you're doing, make sure you're doing it for the sake of Allah. Even mundane things, going to school, going to work, um, just so that Allah puts work in it and it becomes a sense of, a type of ibadah for you also i guess from what we were talking about we were talking about the negatives of social media and how it affects our view on success i guess just restrict social media the usage of it um because we can say don't let it get to you but it's, it's easier said than done you just would rather cut it from the source which is just restrict your time again take it day by day but restrict that um, I would also say just, I don't know, like, um, go outside and, like, ponder on what Allah, like, his, Allah's creation, go to parks, go on walks, something, literally, I'm directing it to myself, but I feel like that will definitely allow you to stay in the moment and not speed ahead and, like, participate in this rat race and just appreciate where you are now. Um... And yeah, just like make sure like the moments that you are free or like you you don't want to do too much. Like if you don't want to like do, if you're not trying to study, like if you study religion and it's, you're on your one of your down days, instead of watching like, I don't know, a Netflix show, watch a lighthearted lecture that isn't too intense so that you can relax, but you're also gaining something. Um, and then the last thing is, you know, when you look for motivation, try and look for motivation from the right places just again you can just so you can reduce that toxicity um and yeah i think that is it for today i think we had a really good episode um Mm -hmm. i guess now we can end off with your little um 
productivity tip for this episode? That's true. Um, this is, I don't know, I mean, you could make it Islamic related, but I think in general, this is a good, good, like, productivity planning mm-hmm. tip to just get your life in order. If you really feel kind of directionless because you just have too many things to do and it's making you overwhelmed, then this could help and be that first step. But the I kind of watched a YouTube video and she basically said the first thing to do is to write a list of like 20 things that you want to achieve. Like if you imagine your ideal life, what is in it and what does it look like? What are you doing? What are the practices and the, the things you're doing in that ideal life? So you write it all out and then you basically circle the top three. And once you circle the top three, then you just cross everything else out. And those, obviously, you want to achieve it, but your top three is what you're going to focus on. Um, And then you write a deadline. So you say, I want to, inshallah, achieve this in, I don't know, maybe five years, maybe ten years. The all three goals, by the way. When you want to achieve all three goals, by. So maybe all three, you want to achieve it in ten years or something. And once you basically write the deadline then you write proactive and reactive tasks to achieve these three goals so maybe what you have to do in the future going on to achieve these goals and what have you done in the past that just not working maybe um and once you write those proactive and reactive tasks you then label it um you basically i want to find the name of it let's see I'm just going to find the name. The name of the strategy. Yeah, there's like a, a box thing. Mm. What is it called? Oh, it's called a priority matrix, I think. Okay. Um. Yeah, so you make a priority matrix, which basically is a box kind of thing. If you just Google it, you'll see it. I don't have to explain it on the podcast but um you basically write your important sorry what is the name of the um like who made this and what is it called because i tried to find the name of it but i can't find it it's the eisenhower matrix okay so we'll make a post on it or we'll like put it somewhere on our instagram because i don't even know how you i would spell that to be honest (laughs) okay but another way to say it is just the priority matrix Oh, I thought that was one section of it. The whole thing is called Priority Matrix. No, no, yeah, the box is called Priority Priority Matrix. Yeah. But it's made by this Eisenhower. Okay, cool. Um, So you basically just, out of all the tasks you have, you write things you have to do, plan, delegate, and eliminate. Um, and yeah, if you guys like Google it, watch your video, it's super straightforward and it genuinely helps a lot. Um, I know I wrote some Islamic goals in there and how I can achieve it and things. But yeah, that's my productivity tip. So the main thing is setting intentions to do better and um, do things with Allah in mind and so the hadith I'm going to say is the Prophet, peace be upon him, said the reward 
The reward of deeds depends upon the intention, and every person will get the reward according to what he has intended. Okay, yeah. Perfect. And that is very, very important hadith as well. That's in mm-hmm. a lot of like books when they start. It starts with a hadith. Such a good reminder. Jazakallah khair.